Hey there, welcome to the She Connects podcast. I'm thrilled that you are here. My name is Susan Vandenhuvel, and I have the honor of being your host each and every week. She Connects is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, and allows me to connect with women in the online space. I wholeheartedly believe that we as women enjoy connecting with one another to share hearts, disappointments, dreams, any challenges that we're facing, and really to just do life together. The heartbeat behind this podcast is to help empower and equip you to step into all that God has for you to do in this world. I'll be sharing whatever God has placed on my heart for the week, and from time to time, I invite guests on the show that I personally have gleaned and been inspired from, people that I admire, and I just maybe want to learn a little bit more from and that I believe you will appreciate listening to. So welcome. I cannot wait to connect with you today. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This week, we're going to be continuing in the series that I started last week called uh, Winning the War Within. That's the title of this new little mini-series that I started because I really believe that there are things unique to us as women that we, uh, you know, just kind of try to struggle through in, in just areas of our lives of wanting to come up higher in the Lord, reach higher in our faith, and step into the fullness of our giftings, our calling, and the purpose that God has for us. I really don't think that it isn't that we we don't want to do that, but there's this battle that goes on on the inside of us that we feel like, okay, I really want to do that. I really want to give God an obedient yes. I really want to take that faith-filled, bold step, but I'm really... I'm really concerned about, you know, other people's opinions of me or what about things in my past? What if I fail? I mean, all of these different things. And so then we just kind of hold ourselves back and we, you know, don't step into what God has called us to step into. This week, I want to talk about perfectionism. So winning the war within, and I want to focus on the battle that goes on on the inside of us about perfectionism. Last week, I I shared kind of the introduction, sort of a setup, if you will, for this entire series. And that entire series was, well, it's a very vulnerable episode. I, I will say that. <laughs> it felt like I was oh, standing just like really out there. <laughs> but I, you know, I really felt like that's what the Lord wanted me to do. And so I uploaded it and no kidding. I am just not even not even kidding here. I uploaded it, did the show notes, shut my laptop, and literally walked away from my desk because I was like, oh man, I don't know. I don't know what people are going to think of me being so honest. And so I don't know. I think that even that is, is a battle that goes on on the inside of us and really kind of plays into what we're going to be talking about this week in perfectionism. I think that wanting to be perfect and show ourselves through a filter of perfectionism actually holds us back from living as our authentic selves. God never called us to be perfect. He never expected you and I to be perfect. He knew exactly 
what he was getting when he called you. He knew exactly what he was getting when he called me. I mean, you and I were not a surprise to him. He, you know, it's not like he he called us, um, you know, placed this gift and this calling on the inside of us. And we said yes to him, a brave, obedient yes to him. And then once we get started, you know, he kind of does a double take looking at us and thinking, oh, man, what have I gotten myself into? I didn't know that she was like that. I didn't know that she had that imperfection. I didn't know that she had that inadequacy or that flaw. I mean, he's God, (laughs) right? He's God and he makes no mistakes. And so his calling his gifting in our lives are irrevocable. Like they're, he doesn't, he doesn't repent of them. In other words, he's not sorry that he has called you. He's not sorry how he created you. He's not sorry how, how uniquely and fearfully and wonderfully he created you. He's not sorry about the things that he's placed on the inside of you. So next week, we're going to be talking about winning the war within. And the topic of next week's episode is going to be overcoming the the fear of failure. Oftentimes, failure, the fear of failing holds us back. There's this inner battle that goes on the inside of that. So make sure that you tune in next week. Uh, We're going to dive into that. But this week, perfectionism. You know, I don't think that God ever created us or intended for us to live what I refer to as airbrushed lives. I think that we we really live in an age where, I mean, there is a filter for everything, right? There's a filter for everything. I'm sure that your phone, your phone has lots of filters. My phone has a lot of filters. You can get filters on your on your computer, your desktop, your laptops. You can purchase packages. You can you can purchase software for additional and more enhanced type type filters more than just kind of our standard in your in your phone or on your laptop. I mean, we can do things like remove backgrounds. We can brighten something up, a, a picture up if maybe the lighting was poor or and so we kind of want to brighten it up a little bit. We can, you know, remove red eye, which are all great. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying anything against those types of things. I have used filters in that way before. And so I'm grateful for that technology. But did you know, just a little side note, did you know that there is a filter to actually allow you to change like certain parts of your body that you maybe aren't pleased with and you don't maybe necessarily want it to look in its natural form in a picture. I mean, who thinks of these things? <laughs> I mean, you can you can change like the size of your eyes or you can, you know, like change kind of like thin out your face and make it, you know, appear thinner than than maybe what it is. I mean, wow, we can we can do all of these things and I mean, I played around with that one time. I really wasn't interested in that feature. (laughs) I looked like a cartoon figure. And I mean, my eyes were like, you know, big as saucers. And I mean, my my face was like so distorted. And (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Somebody out there is so much smarter than me to be able to develop and maybe even use those types of features. But I am not one of those. Anyway, perfectionism in what God has called us to do. Why is it that we we somehow feel like that is the goal? 
Why is it that we feel like we have to be perfect? Ourselves have to be perfect or the gifts, you know, like we have to really master our craft. We really have to perfect our gifting before we step into what God has called us to do. Why is that? I think that so often it's like we we want it to be just right. We want it to be polished. We want it to be mastered somehow. And I think that I think that there's a difference between perfection and excellence. A difference between perfection and doing things with excellence. And here's how I here's how I can tell the difference between the two. Just for she rises, for example. Anything I do under the umbrella of She Rises, the events that I host, the books that I write, the e-courses that I lead, the study guides that I write, even the podcast, the content in these episodes, you know, just even my website and my social media handles, everything that I do under the umbrella of She Rises, I want to do it with excellence. I know that that I will never fully master and perfect these things that fall underneath the umbrella of She Rises, but I want to do them with excellence. What do I mean by that? I mean to the best of my ability. I want to do these things, steward these things in such a way that I give my very best to them, that I give 100% all of me and do the really the, the very best that I can in all of those areas because that honors God. That is honoring to him. And I mean, even apart from that, it is honoring to the people who participate in those types of things that read my books, that come to my events, that partake in the in the e-courses, creating creating great content for this podcast that is serving you well. Um, the listening community here, right? I mean, who's who's interested in in you know sloppy type work or just slapping something together to say that I did something, right? I don't think that that is God honoring. And so there's a difference between perfection and excellence. Like we are we're aiming to do the very best that we can. We're not just going to phone this in. We're not just going to, you know, that's good enough. That'll, you know, that'll suffice. I, I just I feel like, man, if there is if there is something that we can come up higher in and improve if there's a, a procedure that can be improved, like maybe better understanding how to improve my writing skills, for example, or getting the the best equipment that I can to record to record podcast episodes that fits into my budget. Those types of things is what we're talking about here when we look at the difference between excellence and perfection. Uh, am I going to be the world's greatest author? No, I'm not. I because I I mean I'm not perfect, right? I, I know I'm not. And I, I know that there are a lot of great writers out there, great writers, writers that are that are much farther along than me, that can write and capture and retain a reader's attention far better than I can. But man, if I am so busy at striving for for perfection and that my books sound and look like 
those people over there, wow, I mean, I would never be writing a book. I'm a four-time author. I would have never done that. And so there's there's just an example here of, of perfection versus excellence. And it it really kind of plays into this mindset of, of doing things well with excellence because it honors God. That can actually be applied to every single area of our lives, how we treat people, how we, you know, how we... How how we serve, how we serve the, the local church, how we serve our community, how we're serving our spouses and our families and just even those types of things, how we, uh, the kind of employees we are at the workplace. Those are the types of things that when we steward those things really well, and just with a, with a heart of God, I want to do this to the best of my ability because I know that it will honor you. Will I get it right every single time? Nope. Will I always be the best employee? Nope. Will I have a poor attitude sometimes? Yep. Why? Because I'm not perfect. Because I am not perfect. I am, I'm far from it. And so that's really what what I feel like um, is on my heart for us this week. And looking at Luke's gospel, chapter 18 and verse 22, there's a really unique conversation that Jesus has with a man that we know as the rich young ruler. And um, I'm paraphrasing here. I encourage you to go into Luke's gospel, chapter 18, and read the entire context of, of this conversation, this encounter that he has with Jesus. But essentially here, you know, the rich young ruler, he comes to Jesus and he tells Jesus all the things that he has done in his life, you know, that he thinks would measure up all the things that he feels like would be um, considered good enough, worthy of uh, attaining the, the thing that he really wanted. And Jesus's response to him is so interesting. He says this, there is one thing you still lack. Go and sell all your possessions and give them to the poor. And so it really, it's a heart issue here. Really, if we look at that story in the Bible, uh, Jesus could see and understood that there was a heart issue here in this young man that Jesus was really trying to help him to be aware of and address. But if we look at Jesus's response and apply it to what we're talking about here in winning the war within, as it relates to perfectionism, I like the word. There's one word here that that really stands out in this one scripture in Luke chapter 18, verse 22, and that is the word still. There is one thing you still lack. I love that. And here's why that that one word just sort of jumps out at me. It's because, you know, when we look at the, the rich young ruler, he thought he, he had it all. He thought that he did everything. He just, you know, checked all of the boxes. And Jesus says, you still lack. You still lack. And as we apply that to what we're talking about this week, there will always be something that you and I lack in when it comes to following the Lord. Why? Because we aren't perfect people. And when it comes to what God has called us to do, if we wait to fully master and perfect ourselves and try to really perfect what God has placed on the inside of us, we may never step out 
you and I, we could be waiting a really long time if we wait for that. If we wait for ourselves to reach the goal, if we have a goal for ourselves of perfectionism, we could be waiting a really long time. And I would even, I would even venture out to say we could be waiting a really long time as in like all of our lives. We could be waiting for the rest of our life because perfection is such a lofty goal. It's such a a huge target that if we are constantly trying to aim for that target, we will miss every single time, every single time, because because there's always going to be something that we lack in. And we need to come to a place where we make friends with that. (laughs) We make friends with I am always going to be growing. I am always going to be learning. I am always going to be stretched. I am always going to be learning how to better steward this and come up higher in this gift. I'm going to be, you know, furthering to educate myself in how to do this better. And I'm I'm always gonna I'm always gonna be positioning myself for the Lord and through the power of his Holy Spirit to continue to shape and mold and refine that which he's placed on the inside of us. And so if we constantly are aiming for perfectionism, man, sister, the world is going to miss out on what you're carrying. And isn't that really sad? That makes me sad for not only you, but for the people that God would want to reach through you in your sphere of influence. If you're waiting for perfectionism, if you keep trying to nail the bullseye of perfectionism. So can I encourage you today with the power of the Holy Spirit's help in your life to dismantle that target, dismantle that target. You don't need to have that in your life. Because that was never that was never the goal. That was never the aim to begin with. When we look at Jesus's earthly earthly ministry, we know that he had he had disciples, right? He had twelve different disciples. They were unlikely men. If you really study the the life of of these men, you see that they they weren't like the most educated men they had a lot of flaws they had a lot of imperfection they needed a lot of character development uh, you know look at peter I, I mean you know even john and you know and and like the 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 sons of thunder you know james and john and so we see that they had they had things to work on i mean thomas he was called the doubter <laughs> Thomas the doubter. I mean, obviously he had some imperfections here. Can can we just agree on that, right? And so when we look at their lives, we see that throughout scripture, he called the flawed. He called the imperfect people to join him in what he wanted to do on the earth. The disciples, they grew and they matured as they followed him. And can I just say that experience is a really great teacher, right? Experience is a really great teacher. If you think about just in a real practical sense where you are right now in your life, I mean, 
uh, there are so many things if you look back over your life things that you've learned right things that that you've grown in things that you've matured in that maybe you know back in your uh, so for example I'm 51 there are things that I've learned and grown in and matured in that I wasn't so mature in you know back in my 20s and my 30s and so you know we're we're constantly working on these things we're working toward these things and experience again it's just such a great teacher listen when I think about like ministry for example there are things that I have encountered that I've experienced in ministry that no textbook or classroom could ever teach me it was hands-on like in the trenches, like getting involved and lending my hand to what God had called me to do, that was that was teaching me, that was growing me, that was maturing me. And so I, I think that you're kind of tracking with me here, hopefully, that there are things in life that if we allow them to, they they can really be a really great teacher. That goes that goes for, for mistakes and failures. They are also great teachers. They don't have to be the end of your story if you don't want it to be. If you don't want it to be. They allow us to grow and to improve and they they develop character on the inside of us. They help us to mature and come up higher in different things if you allow it to. If you allow it to have its perfect work on the inside of you. And when I use that word perfect, I'm talking about maturing, right? Perfecting what God has placed on the inside of you is a maturing. That's what we're talking about here. Perfection is not the goal. Ladies, perfection, again, it is not the goal. Progress is. Can I humbly encourage you to flip that narrative in your mind that perfection is not your goal. It should never have been your goal. That was never God's intention for you. Progress is. Progress is. How are you making progress in your life? How are you making progress in your faith? How are you making progress in your understanding of the Bible, your understanding of the nature and the character of God, who he is? How are you growing? How are you how are you progressing in understanding who you are in him? How are you progressing and you know in stewarding what God has placed you on the earth to do? You know, if we if we are only looking for perfectionism and I just need to nail this, it makes it really difficult for us to be able to celebrate and and honor how far we've come, right? It makes it really difficult because we can't appreciate how far we've come because we aren't perfect yet. And man, that's really sad. That is really sad because I have to believe that you've come a long ways. You might be new to your faith. You might be just beginning to understand who the Lord is. You might just be learning and and better understanding the Bible and how to read the Bible. Uh, Maybe you're new to your faith. Welcome to the family of God, right? I mean, that in and of itself is progress. You're making progress. Celebrate that. 
celebrate that. I think that for for all of us, if we can just allow ourselves to look back over our lives and say, you know what, I may not be where I want to be yet. I know that, that there's more for me to grow in. I know that there's more for me to better understand. I know that there's that there are areas in my faith that I can stand to mature and, and grow in. But you know what? I've made some progress because I'm not where I used to be. I'm not where I used to be. I may not where I be where I want to be yet, but you know what? I'm happy and I'm going to choose to rejoice and celebrate and honor from where I've come and who I am today. Man, give yourself permission to celebrate the progress that you have made. Give yourself permission to celebrate the progress that you are making in your faith, in your relationship with the Lord, in the things that you're doing in the world, in your relationships, in how you view yourself, your life, your future, whatever it is, celebrate all of it. (laughs) You don't have to just celebrate certain things, celebrate everything. There's nothing wrong with that. Celebrate it all, celebrate it all, because you might not be where you want to be, but you know what, sister, you are well on your way, and that is worthy of celebrating. So cheers to you. Cue the confetti. I'm celebrating with and for you, championing you forward. I want to circle back as I'm wrapping up this week's episode to the question that I asked at the top of our time together. Why is it that we aim for perfection? Why is it that we aim for perfection? If we can get to the root of that, It allows us to be able to combat that lie of if I reach perfectionism, then I'll have this, that, or the other thing. We can replace that with the truth. I think that so often the root of us wanting to be, you know, somehow perfect and just really having nailed these things down and have them, you know, mastered and polished Oftentimes, it's it's because we want to prove ourselves somehow. Uh, maybe maybe prove ourselves to ourselves, right? I mean, there's that. We want to. We're trying to prove something to ourselves, or maybe even to the world, to our social media followers, or or whatever. Maybe maybe it's it's that I I feel like if I if I'm perfect in this area, if I'm polished and master these things. I will feel more worthy or um, somehow maybe I will be more reputable. And I think that 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 really is is where a a term comes in. Um, Maybe you've heard it before, but it's called imposter syndrome. And really what imposter syndrome is, is that we and I'm just really like um, just really surface. I mean, just really scaling the surface of imposter syndrome here. But what that is, is we are afraid of of stepping out and and pursuing the things that God has called us to do because we are we know that we don't have all the answers. We know that there are things that that we need to come up higher in and that we need to grow and mature and things that need to be further developed on the inside of us. And so we put on this kind of this this mask, if you will, and we pretend that that we have these things mastered and we have it all figured out and we know all the answers because 
we are afraid to let people see us in our imperfections. We are somehow afraid of other people realizing that, wow, okay, so she struggles. Okay, so she doesn't have it all together every day. She doesn't have all the answers and she, you know, doesn't have have everything all figured out. Well, if I can speak for myself, newsflash, world, Susan doesn't have it all figured out. Yes, I've been in ministry, active ministry now for 20 years. Yeah, I've experienced a lot. I've lent my hand to a lot. I've fulfilled a lot of roles within the church and in uh, faith-based organizations in my community. Yeah, uh, I'm, yeah I've, I've, I've worn a lot of hats, but you know what? I don't have all the answers. There are still a lot of things that I'm figuring out, a lot of things that I'm still trying to grow in. There are still things that are being developed on the inside of me. I don't have all the answers. I don't have it all figured out. And that is okay. That is okay. Give yourself permission to be okay with that, with not having all of the answers, with with not having everything figured out, with not having all of the boxes checked, with not having a full blueprint of what God wants you to do before you step out. That's, I mean, again, you could be waiting for a really long time. Instead, can I humbly encourage you to allow your fruit to be the witness in your life? the fruit of your ministry to be to be the witness in your life the fruit of you spending time in God's word the fruit of, of your prayer life the fruit of church attendance the fruit of attending bible study to be your witness that's your witness right that's your working things out uh, stepping into and and just you know trusting the lord that he's with you as you are fulfilling the things that he's called you to do that's your witness right that's your witness that's your credibility if you will you are bearing fruit and so allow your fruit in those different areas of your life that's your witness that's your testimony, right? It's okay for us to say and be our authentic selves. Can we just lay down our masks, right? Can we just set them down and be real authentic people and say, you know what? I don't have all the answers. I'm still trying to figure this out, but you know what? I trust God. I believe that I heard from the Lord. I believe that this is what he's calling me to do. And I'm going to step out in this way. And I'm going to believe that he's going to give me everything that he knows I need at the time that I need it. Amen. I mean, isn't that refreshing? That is so refreshing to me. All right. So uh, I hope that this was encouraging to you. Know that I am in your corner. I'm championing you forward. Uh, I hope that you come back and join me for this series, Winning the War Within. Have some really great guests joining me in this series that, wow, they add so much value and so much wisdom to my life. And I know they will to yours too. But we're going to be um, talking about the fear of failure, insecurity. We're going to be looking at and tackling confidence, uh, discouragement, just to name a few. Really great series that I think is going to help you just really continue to go forward in the things that God has called you to do. All right, take care. I will see you next week, same time, same location location. Have a great week. Well, I hope that that was a blessing in your life. I'd love to hear what you walked away with from this week's episode. 
drop a comment and let me know. I read and respond to each and every one of them and I would love to hear from you. We all know people who could use some encouragement, especially nowadays, right? If you felt this episode was a blessing to you, would you share it with the people in your life? Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode because a new one drops each and every Wednesday. And would you be willing to leave a review and maybe even a few stars? It not only fills my heart and means so much to me, but it helps women find the podcast and be encouraged too. Have a fabulous week and I will connect with you right back here next week.